a few years ago saw the passing of one of rock and roll's most laid-back legends, Tom Petty. Even though his music seemed to be that laid-back California country rock sound, his content was oftentimes heavy-hitting. One song in particular was written after someone had set his house on fire while he and his family were in the house. Petty and his family escaped safely, but the house burned to the ground. So, understandably, this traumatized Petty. The arsonist was never found. No motives were ever uncovered. But Petty wasn't going to let the arson define him or defeat him. And so he wrote a song called, I Won't Back Down. And he started rebuilding a new house on the same plot of land. Some of the lyrics go like this. I'm going to stand my ground. No, I won't back down. You can stand me up at the gates of hell, but I won't back down. Well, the song has gone on to be an anthem of resiliency and most troubling of times. After 9-11, the song took on even more popularity and became the banner song for that time. And it raises some interesting thoughts. Specifically, where in life do you tend to back down when you should rather stand your ground? Where is it easy for you to give in or slide around a conversation or to avoid an encounter that you know needs to take place? Well, over the next couple of days, we're going to talk about being a faithful witness under fire and not backing down. But where do we see this in the text? Well, we see it in the, a company of people that appear on the scene in John the Baptist's ministry. Four groups of people are mentioned, the Jews, priests, Levites, and then in verse 24, Pharisees. John the Baptist's preaching was not a very welcome message among the religious leaders of the day. He preached against the religious establishment, calling them broods of vipers at one point and their need of true repentance. So the religious leaders sent a delegation of other religious leaders on a fact-finding mission. They weren't coming to see John the Baptist because they resonated with his mission and his message. Yet, Here's one of the reasons these religious leaders were interested in what John the Baptist was doing. John the Baptist was gaining a following. His popularity was increasing partly due to his polarizing message. And the religious leaders feared that if enough people caught on to this message, then there might be an uprising. But uprisings were usually quickly squelched by the Roman government. Uprisings were just, they just weren't tolerated. That's why the time is known as the Peace of Rome or the Pax Romanus. But if Rome had to step in and squelch an uprising, then they would also most likely remove power and authority from the current power stakes. And so this camel-haired prophet not only ruffled their feathers religiously, but he also threatened their influence and political clout. Did you know that the gospel message, the message of hope, the message of life, the good news, is also known by a few other names. Consider what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15. It says, For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing to one fragrance from death to life, but to the other a fragrance of death to death. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, the gospel is referred to as folly or a stumbling block. The gospel message is a confrontational bit of news that natural persons consider foolish and weak and an obstacle and that it offers no hope at all. But a faithful witness and testimony recognize this. A person understands this. You know this about the gospel because at one time it confronted you and you didn't like it. The Lord had to call you and open up your ears to hear the message. So listen to me. I'm not saying that we seek to be confrontational. 
We're to be salt and light, and we're st- are supposed to speak truth seasoned with grace and compassion. But you must know, if you're going to be faithful witness to Christ, not everyone is going to be accepting or even sympathetic to the news and the reality of the gospel. Everything in us, at one time or another, screams against being accountable to an all-holy, all-powerful creator. Before the Lord opens up a man's eyes, the eyes of his heart are blinded by Satan to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. So, what are you going to do when you run into the confrontation? Because if you're regularly sharing your faith, it's going to happen. I pray that you won't back down. And the way that that happens is that we walk with Jesus day by day. Today, please pray for Larry and Tammy Wood, our missionaries in the Ukraine. And also remember the Samba Life Word broadcast heard throughout Tanzania.